Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Ryan Snow. Ryan, you are a prolific author. You are an expert. You are the uh, founder and CEO of Explosive Sales Growth, found on the web at explosivesalesgrowth.com. And you are also the co-founder of unconventionalacquisitions.com. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me. Um, if you wouldn't mind, maybe just a little bit about your background, kind of where you come from and, and what you're known for in the world. Yeah, so I'll try and give you the quick version. So uh, I graduated from Tufts University in 2002. Uh, 9-11 had just happened. The whole job market had just sort of blown up. So I got a kind of a weird start uh, at $160,000 degree and planned on going into a consulting business in Boston. And then all my friends who got jobs the year before got laid off. And so I started selling kitchen knives uh, in people's houses. Mm. So that's how I started my uh, my sales career. And I ended up opening an office for Cutco and uh, learned how to recruit salespeople and train them. And I had 125 people working for me at 23 years old. Wow. And, uh, and that's where I ran into Hal. And so mm. 10, 12 years later, stayed connected to a bunch of great people through Cutco and Vector. And uh, Hal and I wrote The Miracle Morning for Salespeople together uh, as one of the first books in his book series after the original Miracle Morning book. And I uh, launched Explosive Sales Growth. Uh, I spent about 10 years of my time in real estate. And so I've run a couple brokerages. I spent a lot of time training real estate agents all over North America, traveling around, uh, doing one-day sales workshops for them. And most recently reconnected with Cody Sanchez, uh, who is my co-founder in Unconventional Acquisitions. And we've expanded helping people grow their businesses. I mean, obviously, I've always done that in sales. Uh, and sales training is helping people grow by expanding their sales and revenue. Um, yeah. But now we're teaching people how to do that through acquisitions like the big companies do. So if you think like Facebook buying Instagram or Amazon buying yeah. Whole Foods, uh, the small companies can do the same thing. And uh, so we combine my sales training uh, and growth training and uh, Cody's background in private equity. And it's been really fun to help people. We built a big mastermind there and got about 150 people involved in that already. Amazing. So you you might think that a small business owner go, I can't afford an acquisition. What are you talking about? Those are only for, you know, big investors and people who have access to a lot of cash. Yeah. I, and that's a definitely a big lag, I think, for people is just not knowing. It's not something that we're informed about as small business owners. And so we don't think that we can do that. But if you think about how long it takes to get to the first million dollars in sales for a company, for a small business owner, mm -hmm. how difficult that is. I mean, only about four or five percent of small business owners ever even reach that point where they're doing a million in sales volume. And mm -hmm. so it's a lot faster to buy another company to get the next million. Uh, and there's tons of loans available for it. The SBA will lend up to 90 percent of the, the purchase price. Uh, you're buying an already profitable business. So a lot of times it's less risky than trying to expand through normal marketing and things like that. And so, yeah, it's it's just a learning piece for a lot of people that it, mm. it's not something you would think about on the daily basis. Yeah. So um, 
give me some ideas on like what this might look like, uh, you know, because I'm I'm curious, um, you know, because and and is it better to be the acquirer or I or is it better to be acquired? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess it depends on what your goal is and where you are in your business, right? So if you've been in your business for twenty or twenty five years and you're looking to retire then an exit through acquisition might be fantastic. Uh, If you started a business two or three years ago and you're just starting to get some traction and you wanna grow quickly, uh, then making some acquisitions to grow faster is probably more advantageous. Uh, And that could still have an exit strategy at the end of it. It might be that we have somebody make three or four acquisitions to grow the business. They can then sell for a higher multiple. We call it multiple arbitrage. When somebody does that, they roll up. And because they're a bigger company with more revenue and uh, more profits, then you've got more interesting buyers uh, that come in from the private equity background. And they're going to want to buy companies that are bigger. They don't want to buy uh, $31 million companies. They want to buy one $30 million company or one $10 million company because they're going to spend the same amount of time doing each acquisition. So they want to make it worthwhile. Mm. Right? So for somebody who wants to get to an exit, one of the ways to do that would be to do a roll up and, and grow through acquisition. So who might do that, right? There's like three different people that we sort of work with on this process. Mm. Uh, one would be investors who are looking for other paths besides real yeah. estate, especially because real estate's really tough right now. There's yeah. not a lot on the market. Prices are really high. Um, and so cash flow is tight in those areas. So there's a lot more cash flow available in the business sector. Uh, there's a lot of small businesses for sale. We've got a huge baby boomer population that is uh, exiting and, and about 19% of them own small businesses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those companies have been around for 20, 25, 30 years. So they're profitable. Uh, they're not things that people are normally looking to buy. So there's not a huge buyer pool. And so that's what we educate people on. So that's one is the investors. Two would be startup people thinking about, hey, I want to leave my job or they lost their job in COVID oh, and they have a little right. cushion. And now they can either start a business, which I know you spend a lot of time talking to people about is how do you grow a startup? <laughs> um, and that's hard. I mean, that that's hard And your chance of making it is. You know? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. if 90% of them or 80% of them are going to fail in the first couple of right. years and they're not even going to be profitable for the first yeah. year. We can teach somebody how to buy a business with loans and only have to put 10% of the money up front and they can be profitable in year one, which is like unheard of. And they can skip the first like two or three years of grinding. Mm -hmm. Uh, They still have to grind. They're the owner, right? But it's a little different when you've got some capital behind you and you can reinvest in the business and it just changes the game. Uh, And then lastly is the business owner. So they can expand either add another territory, another location, add a new product or service line that makes sense with some overlap between their two lists that they can sell to both. Um, or uh, add their top expense line, right? So for us at UA, one of our first uh, acquisitions for unconventional acquisitions will likely be a digital marketing company mm-hmm. because a lot of where we reinvest now is in digital marketing. It's in yeah. content, it's in video, it's in YouTube, it's in ads. Uh, and so that's like a natural step. Hey, if we're going to put all this money into it anyway, let's put it into a business that we actually own. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I like that. This is really cool. And so what most people do, so I've done some really good work on, um, you know, around, should you ever take a business loan and, you know, just helping, you know, uh, folks understand productive versus consumptive debt. Right. And so productive debt, I mean, listen how easy this is. And I actually have a really good YouTube video about this, but the, you know, the, um, the, the numbers, say you get like a, a, an SBA loan, you can get a 10 year 
term on that. So let's say you have $100,000 that you want to invest into an acquisition. Maybe you're buying into an agency or something like that, $100,000. And I'm just completely spitballing easy numbers here, right? Yep. So, and let's say you're um, you're on the hook then for maybe $1,000 a month, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. And And so all you have to do now is just outperform your 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 note your thousand dollar a month obligation, which that's e that's like one you uh, you get one client as a result of that, and you can now earn that startup capital. And you're again, I get it, Ryan. You're now stepping into a a proven system. Maybe someone's just getting a little burnt out. They're really looking to kind of share the. Um, you know, the responsibilities, you know, there's that strength through, you know, through partnering, which I'm a huge fan of and very, very cool. I like this. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been eye-opening for me. I mean, I didn't even realize, but when I started talking with Cody, like this is one of the ways that we had grown the real estate businesses. We would roll in yeah. these mom and pop shops that already had a bunch of agents working for them, pull them in, get five or six agents at a time rather than trying to recruit them one off. And then we would pay them over the next three to five years based on the revenue that they were bringing into the company. And so yeah. it changes uh, the risk assessment of the deal too, because it's you're you're only going to buy a company that's paying for itself. Now that's not yeah. true. There are turnaround companies. There are people who teach buying companies that are failing and turning them around and mm. whatever. But I would not suggest that for somebody's first deal. Um, yeah. And so we did. That's not what we teach at UA. We teach buying a profitable company that has a steady stream of revenue and profit that is going to pay for the SBA loan uh, and yeah. also pay you some sort of money. Uh, as profit as well to be able to keep you moving in the business and be hundred percent in the business. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like I've, I've interviewed many people that have grown their agencies through acquisition. So let's say you've got an SEO and a marketing company, you know, they're like, listen, we're stronger together. You know, now that we, now we can offer two, uh, you know, two, lines of service very, very well. Right. Um, now we can serve the audience that's just looking for the SEO and we can serve an audience that's looking just for the marketing. And then we can provide both services to them. And of course, you know, when you're able to do more, your um, stickiness goes way up when you have more, when you can do more as an agency. So just as an example of like, you know, when you become bigger, um, matter of fact, I just interviewed somebody. They're like, how do you offer all these services? We're like, well, we're two, we were two companies that came together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that's one of the strategies definitely is to add another service line that makes sense. So you can cross sell to both lists. You already have uh, some level of trust with the people that have been on those lists for months or years or whatever. So uh, maybe past clients that have worked with you in one strategy also want you to do their SEO for them. And so there's a lot of opportunities for growth there to take advantage of economies of scope and scale. Um, We've got somebody actually in our mastermind right now, Mark, that runs a uh, digital marketing company. Yeah. And he specifically works with uh, home-based businesses that do like home services. So roofing and uh, siding and things like that. And so he's taken the strategy and used it as a way to say, hey, roofing company, here's what I did with this company over here. I helped them triple their sales in, in the last year. We've doubled their profit. And instead of charging you the six-figure number I would charge you, um, what I'll do is I'll take 25% of your company and we'll triple your sales. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's now done that on three different acquisitions where he owns 20 to 30 yeah. percent of the company, has helped them grow and then gets paid out quarterly and has ownership. So once he helps them build out their business, he's not just get getting paid for the first year of yeah. growth. He's now getting a residual from that every single year. Wow. And he just puts the system into place and he can just keep adding companies to build that system into. That's kind of cool, man. I could do that. <laughs> that. That does not sound that hard. Um, Ryan, uh, what was the seed again for the, for this idea? Like, how did you decide, okay, we are going to go for it and we're going to, you know, we're going to really hammer the uh, unconventional acquisitions opportunity here. Yeah. Great question. So the seed for it was, um, In the midst of COVID, I had been traveling and training salespeople and doing one-day workshops. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the Miracle Morning for Salespeople has a workbook that's 120 pages. I built a workshop out around it, and I've been traveling around doing that pre-COVID. And so some time got freed up when I was no longer flying all over the place and doing doing those all over the place. Uh, And I started doing these live series interviews that Amber Vilhauer had set up called Elevate Series. Yeah. Yeah. And so she had asked me to host some for her. Uh, so I did under the same brand and I had called Cody. Her and I had been on an entrepreneur panel a few years prior and just wanted to see what she was up to and what she was doing during COVID. And we started this small business conversation, had no idea it was going to turn into a partnership. That's kind of how all my deals come together typically is just through networking with cool people. And mm-hmm. uh, and we decided that we were going to put this together. We we're going to take my background in sales and marketing, and I was already working on some online course stuff, and we were going to take her background in PE and put it together and just test it. Um, so that's what we did. We started pre-selling the course. We, we built out the first week or two of the course, and then we started selling it. And all of a sudden, we hit like 30K in sales pretty quickly, and we're like, all right, there's an audience here. Um, yeah. And then once we tested it, we just committed to building it out. We, we put a new um, section of the course out every week. Uh, I, for me, I don't like putting out online content that doesn't have a support mechanism behind it because people don't follow through, right? They don't get their questions answered. It's really easy to sign up and not do anything with it. And I wanted people to Mm -hmm. succeed with this new way of growing their business. So we built the mastermind behind it as well. And so we do weekly live calls with that group. Um, and that's a hundred percent my focus at this point. So Mm. I love it. I love it. Um, what are some mistakes that people do uh, if they were to consider acquisition? Um, what might you hear and go, whoa, 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 before you go and do that, let's have a talk. Uh, yeah. Wisdom. I've got some wisdom on this. Let me tell you, do not do that. Like, what are some of the things that you see that, that folks trip up on? Yeah. So we talked about one, which is don't buy a turnaround company as your first acquisition, right? It's going to sound good because it's going to be really inexpensive and it's going to feel like you're getting some assets and whatever. Uh, But if the company is bleeding money and you just paid for it, then it's not really helping you in any way, shape or form, especially as your first one. So uh, start with something profitable is one. Um, Two, learn how to do the due diligence. Make sure things are what they seem. Uh, and make sure that you can get the funding in place for it. So a lot of things you're going to run into is really bad bookkeeping, mm-hmm. right? If you look at a lot of small business owners, they are not accountants. They don't spend the money on accountants to handle their bookkeeping for them. Yeah. Sometimes they have two or three businesses and things all get lumped together. Uh, so make sure you're able to back up what they're saying the company is worth before you're out there making those offers. Um, and make sure that you have some financial wherewithal to do it. You can do this with no money. Uh, there are ways to do this with outside financing and things like that, but that changes the risk tolerance a lot. 
And uh, so one of the things that people ask us all the time, like, oh, how much is your mastermind? And it's like, oh, it's 5,000 bucks for the year. And that's about to change as well. And they're like, oh, do you have a payment plan? And my answer is typically no, we don't have a payment plan. Mm -hmm. And the reason behind that is, is because if you don't have $5,000 to invest uh, in a course on how to do this thing that you're going to buy like a $500,000 or a million dollar business, then you shouldn't be buying a $500,000 or a million dollar business. Like right out of the gate, it should be like, this is not a good fit for me at this point. Um, So be in a financial position where you know, like, hey, I've got a hundred grand kicking around or 50 grand or whatever, if you're buying a smaller company uh, where I can put 10% down, I can carry the monthly uh, expenses for a couple of months and get myself up and running uh, because people think they're going to buy something passive. And unless they're buying bigger, then it's not going to be super passive, right? So you've got to decide like, am I trying to buy passive income or am I buying a job that just pays me well, but at least I own the growth, Mm -hmm. right? Those are two very different things. And if somebody wants to just buy a job that pays better than what they currently make, and they're willing to be the operator and learn that piece and dig in, and they want something that's already up and running and successful and profitable, that's a lot easier. There's a lot more opportunity for that. And you don't need as much money to do it because you're going to be the operator. But if you want something more passive, you want to be able to pay a full-time operator, you want it to be able to cover the cost of the SBA loans, uh, and you're okay putting some cash into it, you can get a very lucrative passive business as well that pays out pretty good cash flow without you having to invest a lot of time in it. But that takes a much more substantial upfront commitment of cash typically, right? So just like anything else, you're either gonna invest time or you're gonna invest money. So make sure you have one of the two uh, before you even pursue this as an option. Very, very cool. All right. So Ryan Snow, again, the website, unconventionalacquisitions.com. When folks go there, what, what would be the best first step for them? Yeah. So there's a free guide on on the most common mistakes people make in buying businesses. And they, it's right mm-hmm. on the first main page. They can definitely grab that. Um, and then there's a link to the course in the mastermind. So if they know that it's something they're interested in, they can go check out more information on it. There's a bunch of testimonials on there of people that we've worked with. Uh, And we also do have a nine day challenge. So if somebody's new to this and they're like, not sure, but they want to get more information, uh, we made a super cheap hands on. I think it's like forty nine bucks or something. Mm -hmm. uh, UA nine day day challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we teach them like each of the nine steps, how to take an action step initially to say, hey, is this something that I'm really interested in? And then from there, they can make a decision if something else makes sense to keep working with us. Great topic of conversation. As I mentioned before we started recording, I don't get to talk about this very often. Not not many people are talking about, again, you know, you hear big level acquisitions, but mainly from the standpoint of, you know, um, you know, as an exit strategy and like, you know, not necessarily the other way around where, yeah, even at these smaller levels, if you're not a, you know, Facebook or whatever, you can uh, you can absolutely acquire a company and 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 there's a strong case for it. Yeah, Brian, just, so very very cool. I appreciate this. Quick story yeah. on that. So think about like a laundromat, right? Super mm-hmm. tiny, like maybe doing like a few hundred thousand bucks a year in revenue, 40, 50K, somebody's making off it in profit. Um, We just partnered with somebody to build out a masterclass on how to buy laundromats. He's bought four of them in the last couple of years. He came from real estate. He had no idea how to run a laundromat. Simple business to learn. Uh, In just two years has acquired four working on his fifth, almost a million in revenue and $250,000 in profit on laundromats. 
inside mm. of a couple of years, right? So it's a, it's a lot of quarters, day. man. <laughs> 10, 10 hours a week. That's what he spends on the business. Ah, uh, great, 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 great. Ryan, very, very cool. Again, uh, unconventionalacquisitions.com. Ryan Snow, co-founder, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.